0: We play like we play!
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Hello, folks. This is episode 51. Uh, Big Easy Bets is brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network, TNGsportsnetwork.com. You know the drill. Go check it out. We got blogs going out daily. Um Today's episode, we are going to talk Saints news, and there is a lot to talk about. We're going to recap the first college football game of, this, of the year, this past week, and then we are going to dive into some fantasy football. We're going to give you our top five quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end positions. And we're going to talk about some sleeper players, all of that. We'll get into that. Um, we'll dive into that pretty good towards the end of the episode here. Uh, but okay, first things first, we got a lot, a lot on the plate with Saints news, um, before we really get into it, I, I keep seeing it and It's been bothering me all day. I'm not going to go into it too much just for a little bit. Um, people keep wanting to drag drew Brees through the mud because they put Jacob Blake's name on their helmets. Um, was that drew breezes idea? I don't know. I doubt it. Um, is Jacob Blake? I honestly, I'm not going to really get into it's probably all. Malcolm
0: that. Jenkins. Idea. Probably. Yes, <laughs> it
1: probably was. Um, I keep seeing that. They put a, race, a a child rapist name on their helmet. That is factually not correct. Um, he has not been charged nor convicted of raping a 14-year-old girl like the rumors going around. I'm not defending anything about Jacob Blake whatsoever, not even a little bit. I'm just disputing that fact that is factually incorrect that he raped a 14-year-old girl. So to say Drew Brees put a rapist name on his helmet is not correct. That is wrong. So we can stop doing that. Can we stop trying to drag Drew Brees through the mud saying we lost respect for him, acting like we would handle any of the situations that he, he's been in, acting like we would handle him any better because we wouldn't. So I really wish everybody would take a deep breath and stop fucking coming for Drew Brees. OK, it's really getting annoying. It's starting to frustrate the shit out of me, to be honest. But I'm going to leave it there. I could go on a tangent on that. I could go on a rant if you let me, but I'm not going to. I'm gonna leave it there. Um so we have some breaking news as reported by Josina Anderson within the last half hour. Um the Saints are now open to trading Pro Bowl running back Alvin Kamara. Um what? What? Yeah,
0: I guess uh he's they don't want to pay him the money that he thinks he deserves.
1: I mean Okay, so McCaffrey got $16 million per year. Today, we just saw Joe Mixon, what, four years, $48 million? Yeah. Um, Joe Mixon hadn't done shit compared to Alvin Kamara, for one. So let's just get that straight. I, I love Kamara. I love Kamara. The, the, the versatility that he brings is um, few and far between. There's only a few pa- players in the league who can do it like he can. So there's a lot of speculation going around. There's a lot of reports going around. The biggest one, obviously, is Drosena Anderson dropping the news that the Saints are willing to trade him. Jeff Duncan, take that with a grain of salt, has said that he confirmed uh, that that is correct, that the plan is to sign Kamara to a long-term deal, but if the two cannot meet and agree on terms money-wise, then they are open to trading him, and we are looking for a first round in return. Um... Ah, this is fucking Drew Brees' last year. Can we just can we play this year with Camara, please? Can we do that? Um, I, Leonard Fournette. I think you said Leonard Fournette cleared waivers. Yep. Nobody picked him up, so he is out there. He is available. Um, I would love to have Leonard Fournette, but I would really love to have Leonard Fournette with Alvin Kamara. See you. See you later, Latavius. See you. Um, which I mean that's kind of harsh because Latavius ran well when we gave him the ball. Um. And they're saying he's looked good in camp. He's expected to have a much bigger role this year. But, I mean, okay, what are you, what are your thoughts if you're Mickey Loomis?
0: Well, first things first, uh, Jeff Duncan, <laughs> I have it on good authority that he uh, tweeted that from uh Dunkin Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, a first-rounder? Um, I don't know. Would you give up Alvin Kamara for a first-round draft pick? No.
1: Wait, wait, where did we draft uh, Stephon Anthony? First round, right? Yeah, at the very end though, after we traded Jimmy Graham to Seattle, yeah, so Max. that
0: was a bad that was
1: a bad pick. We had just paid Jimmy Graham too, if I remember correctly. We just we had just paid him, and then we traded him to Seattle for Max Unger, first round pick, and then whatever the fuck else, maybe nothing else for all I know. Yeah, but
0: we also were able to trade Stephon Anthony for I think a third round pick to Dolphins, mm-hmm. and then a year later, Stephon Anthony was re-signed by the Saints, but yeah. didn't produce anything, but. Yeah, but, um,
1: but still, I would have rather keep Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham has been mediocre at best wherever else he's gone. Uh, but it was the perfect fit. Um, yeah, I don't
0: know. Max Onger gave us some good years. Oh, no, so, no, no, no. He did. Yeah. But, I mean, look, there was – I don't know which draft it was, but I'm sure there's always an LSU player that should have been picked in the first round that slides off to the fifth, yep. sixth, seventh round. Jalen Mills, for example, got picked in the seventh round. Yep. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the Saints have done, done a good job drafting other than that Stefan Anthony pick, but I don't know, a first-round draft pick
1: for a guy that uh, we drafted in the third round, correct? Yeah, and a, a perennial pro bowler, offensive rookie of the year. I mean, the dude has produced. He played three-quarters of the season last year hurt, still put up well above average numbers. Uh, as versatile as they come, it's him and McCaffrey up there in terms of versatility. So, I mean, just – you, we need him, in my opinion. We need him. The this this season starts in two weeks, dude. What are we doing? Obviously, the report came out yesterday, two days ago, that he had missed the last three days of practice on an unexcused absence. Um, but that's not unheard of when they're in contract negotiations. Why are you going to go out there and practice, risk blowing your knee out? Oh, well, we had this deal for $14 million a year, but you blew your knee out. So, hmm. That, that deal is a little less now. I, I don't blame him for sitting out. He's earned his money from someone. If it's not us, then it's going to be someone else. He's earned his money. Um, everybody's saying they expect better out of Camara. Camara played last year, almost all of last year, hurt. Like, he he could have sat out and tried to preserve himself. So, for him to miss a couple days of practice, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Um. So, yeah, so... The word is that Kamara is looking for
0: a number close to what Christian McCaffrey got, right?
1: Which is sixteen million
0: a year. Yes. And then last year, I think Zeke got close to fifteen million a year, six-year, yep. ninety million dollar deal. Yep. Um, do you think Alvin Kamara is worth fifteen or sixteen million a year?
1: Hmm. Yes, I do. Um, I mean, I, I can see like if I'm in Mickey Loomis's position. We have a lot of mouths to feed. We got a lot of players. That's that's the, the negatives of having such a good draft class because everybody's up for renewal all at once. I mean, you got Marshawn Lattimore. You got Ryan Ramchek, You got Marcus Williams. Fuck him. Let him pay. Doesn't want to take a pay cut. Let him go. Um, not a big Marcus Williams guy. But, I mean, he, I, he warrants getting paid. He does. I'm not going to be biased on that. But, I mean... Of those positions, you got running back, right tackle, cornerback, safety. Which one do you feel like is the most um, interchangeable?
0: Yeah, it's run. It's running back. I mean, yeah. running backs aren't valued. You look at Leonard Fournette, who we just mentioned and talked about. Uh, apparently, there was no trade value yeah, for him. Nobody so I'm gonna be honest. I don't think that. I don't think that there's a whole a big market for Alvin Kamara for a first round pick in my in my opinion, but just because of. Um, all the teams, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you're potentially going to be willing to trade a first-round pick for a player like Alvin Kamara, you're going to want to be a team that's that one piece away from contending for mm-hmm. a Super Bowl. And I just don't see so what do many we, teams out there like that.
1: What do we do if Tampa says, I'll give you a first-round and a second-round pick?
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: I'd be so fucking pissed if we traded him to Tampa. I don't
0: see – that. see, that's a little bit different, though, because then you're giving your division rival – yeah. A key playmaker um to beat you yeah. in the division. Yep. So I mean Tampa Bay and the Saints are both considered one of the top Super Bowl contenders. Both are roughly at ten to
1: one uh to win it, Betty nods. So So Ian Rappaport tweeted out um twenty minutes ago. He said spoke to Saints running back Alvin Kamara and his agent, and neither has asked for or demanded a trade. As of today, they thought they were actively negotiating and making progress on an extension. Kamara has never threatened to hold out and has been in the building every day. Kamara loves the Saints. Kamara loves New Orleans. I think he wants to be here. That's what you were saying. He wants to play for New Orleans as far as we can tell. I don't think they're trying to do wrong by him. This could be a scare tactic just to try to kind of force his hand a little bit, maybe make him cave. Um, Apparently they're $2 million off in where Camaro wants and where we're offering. There's a two million dollar gap. So can we meet in the middle? Can we if we're offering him twelve, which is what's reported, can we give him thirteen? Will he accept that? Um incentivize the fuck out of the deal. I don't know what you could do. I they 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 work their magic though. I will say the front office in my opinion has earned our respect and has earned our trust these last few years. So there's just that's the problem with having a good team. There's a lot of mouths to feed. There's only so much money to go around so
0: yeah then if you're Alvin Kamara you have to also let's say because now that being traded is on the table and the Saints have put that out there now he has to wonder what he's worth to the to the entire league yeah so for when he if he is traded and then he has to re-sign with somebody else or go to the free agent market mm-hmm. he has to understand what his worth is and I don't know. I just don't see him being worth as much as Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, just because of the consistency, the durability of Christian McCaffrey, and uh, his ability, which goes off of his durability, to play every down, which Alvin Kamara can't. Um, yeah, I but mean, no, I do think, I do think he's worth more than Joe Mixon, and uh, without a doubt. But I think he's worth slightly less than Ezekiel Elliott would have. Is worth which Zeke got yeah, fifteen I mean, million. Zeke's, so a, Zeke's a workhorse. Zeke's I think around thirteen or fourteen million would yeah. be a fair number for for Alvin Kamara to get a year.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is the problem. Everybody wants to be the guy to break the bank to break the record. I'm the highest paid running back in the league. Everybody wants to. Everybody's ego wants to ha- be able to say that. Um, but I don't. I don't know that Kamara's necessarily worried about that. He seems like he's not. Like they said when he first got his. Signed his rookie deal. He put all the money in the bank and went and bought chicken wings, is what he said. Like, he doesn't seem to be somebody too concerned with that. But at the end of the day, I mean, the dude's a superstar. If you know your worth and you feel like you're worth it, you're not going to want to take any less. But also, too, his agents negotiating the deal, we've seen firsthand what can happen with if you've got a shitty agent representing you. I'm not saying he does, but Mark Ingram did. And Mark Ingram wound up in Baltimore on a pay cut. Um, So, I don't know. I would say yeah, thirteen fourteen range. Definitely. Zeke's a workhorse. Zeke, Zeke runs the ball every damn play. So every down backs. Yeah.
0: And and Zeke and McCaffrey. Yeah.
1: And then yeah, and McCaffrey I don't think Cam- McCaffrey had a worse quarterback and nowhere near as good of a number one receiver. Um so less weapons and he produced more. So he was all eyes were on McCaffrey and he still produced. So let's
0: say Alvin Kamara's second year was last year like the numbers he put up in his second year was last year and the numbers he put up last year was put up in his second year. I think Alvin Kamara uh has an argument to be one of be paid just as much as McCaffrey.
1: Yeah. And and this doesn't mean that we're willing to move on. This mean that, well this doesn't mean that we're trying to move on. This means we're willing to move on, but this means that yeah, it's going to take a lot. We're not getting rid of him with the Jimmy Graham treatment. Okay, we're not just tossing him away if I get the news that we traded Alvin Kamara for a second and third round pick, I'm gonna fucking lose my mind. I'll tell everybody that right now. um, it would take a lot in my opinion. two weeks until the season starts. I highly doubt we trade him. A deal's gonna get done. It just you gotta hope that he's happy with it and in good spirits. um, we saw him wear his emotions on his sleeve. His teammates called him out last year, and he said he responded. Um, so these things happen. This is not time to hit the panic button just yet, I would say, but it's fucking close. The little cover on the buttons open and my fingers getting closer, but I haven't hit it yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think a deal gets done. I don't know about you.
0: I do too. And I would, I would seriously watch out for Leonard Fournette.
1: Oh, I would love to get Leonard.
0: I think it's quite a possibility now. That, cause look, the negotiation isn't for this year for Elvin Kamara. It's for it's for next year and, and the years after that. So, cause Kamara's already contracted to play this year. I mean, you, you're telling game.
1: me that we could get Leonard Fournette for half a million dollars?
0: No, I don't think so. But uh, <laughs> if he cleared waivers and he was owed, so we have, four we, we mil- have to
1: pick up his four million dollar rookie deal. Well, no one did. So that's what I'm saying. So, so
0: obviously the league thinks he's worth less than that.
1: So we can offer him whatever we want. Like, how does that under work?
0: four million dollars?
1: Yeah, then fucking
0: four point seven million, I think, is what he was owed. Pick so him up. if he didn't get picked up on waivers, then the league doesn't think he's worth four point seven million dollars. So yeah. he's obviously worth less. Yeah, uh, which is
1: crazy to me.
0: I think that if the Saints are seriously considering trading Alvin Kamara, then you better go find somebody to fill yes. somewhat fill his shoes. Yeah. So Leonard Fournette is a guy out there.
1: How quickly would you boot Latavius Murray to the curb for Leonard Fournette with Alvin Kamara?
0: I think Fournette's a much better player.
1: (laughs) How quickly would you boot Latavius Murray to the curb, see you later, get your shit, you got to go? I mean, I
0: think all three of them can play in the same offense because, you know, both Alvin Kamara and Fournette have had the injury bug. Fournette more than Alvin Kamara. But um, Latavius Murray is definitely reliable. Um no, I yeah. just don't and, think he's as talented as either one of no, the guys we're talking about. I
1: agree. And I'm definitely being way too harsh on Latavius for sure. I just obviously I'm biased towards Leonard Fournette, best running back I've ever seen with my eyes in person, um, at LSU. What he did, I saw the the highlights of that Auburn game again. What he did against Auburn, probably the greatest performance I've ever seen. I mean, in all actuality. That was fucking incredible. Two hundred and what, twenty something yards, three touchdowns, like absolutely just destroyed Auburn single-handedly. So I love Leonard Fournette. Um, I mean, to come back home to New Orleans, put on for the city, let's go win a Super Bowl, let Drew ride off into the sunset. Um, all the people swearing off the Saints, they can uh, still watch from the shadows and pretend like they're not supporting. Everybody who said that they're not supporting the Saints, the fucking second I see you tweet hoot at or post on Facebook, go Saints, I'm calling everybody out. Everybody out. We'll lose listeners over that shit. I'm calling everybody out. Everybody who drugged Drew Brees through the mud, when you cheer when he's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, calling everybody out. I'll remember it when I'm fucking 60 years old. Drew Brees will be dead by then, and I'm still going to call everybody out. So just remember that. But, yeah, I don't know. I'd take Leonard in a heartbeat. Um, I don't know how the, the three-back system with them three would work. Kind of would be like a Adrian Peterson situation again a little bit. Yeah,
0: but – um. I feel like Adrian Peterson thought he was more talented than he was.
1: Yeah, and in his prime he was. Definitely right. a fucking stud. So, But he so, was right yeah, at he, the – Yeah, on the cusp of yeah, – Yeah,
0: he was out of his prime when he was with the Saints, and mm-hmm. he didn't totally accept that, I don't think, so.
1: Yeah, no, I agree.
0: But, I mean, three back, we had Reggie Bush, Mike Bell, Pierre Thomas. We won a Super Bowl, so.
1: True that, yep. Um, so now we anxiously sit back and wait and see what happens with Kamara. Hopefully we can get a deal done. Um so I don't know. We shall see. Um but okay. College football, first game, Austin P versus Arkansas, Central Arkansas? Central Arkansas. Right. Um, we were fired up. It's a toss-up game. We would have never bet it if it weren't for um it being the only fucking football game on in the last God knows how long. So, we were on the Governors, Austin P. Uh, what were they, plus four and a half? Yeah. I know it fluctuated, plus four, four and a half. Even you saw it as far up to five. First play of the game, option, left sideline, pitch, we're gone. 75 yards to the house, house call. I called you, I was fucking fired up. I said, we're geniuses. Yeah, that was about the only offense that they put together all game. It was a brutal watch. It was a very tough watch. What what was your takeaway from uh, obviously Central Arkansas wins the game? Uh, late cover on a last, I mean, within the last thirty second of the game, touchdown. They go the length of the field. Minute forty left on the clock. They go the length of the field, score a touchdown to cover the spread for Central Arkansas. What are your what were your thoughts? What were your takeaways overall?
0: Um. Before I get into the game, betting this FCS shit's tricky because the late-breaking news isn't late-breaking because it's FCS. <laughs>
1: yeah, nobody. Um, it's not even news. Their best
0: player on offense didn't get on a school bus. <laughs> so if I would have known that, might have been thinking about picking uh, Central Arkansas. D'Angelo Wilson, who had 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns a season ago, decided he wasn't going to play or get on the bus. They only have three scheduled games, and he's gonna miss one of them. They only have three games. Yeah, I don't. It's weird. What Central Arkansas has nine scheduled games. Austin P only has three this year. Okay. So it's uh, if I, I didn't know a lot of this, you know, COVID screwed screwed us all up, and I'm sure yeah. that was the one of the reasons.
1: Just for the record, this is this was FCS, so we are. This is not going on the overall record. This is the FBS season has not kicked off. We took a shot on an FCS game. And to be honest, it was a crap shoot. It was just put a blindfold on and we're throwing. Well, like, I think we did a good job analyzing the game. For the most part, I thought so. Yeah. Um, you want to know the main problem? The, the long snapper. Th- that, that <laughs> yes. The long snapper was snapping the ball. He might as well have been snapping the the ball with no hands. The starting long snapper didn't get on a school bus either. How does that that happen? And so apparently their second string long snapper doesn't have hands. He's just snapping it with nubs. Like no control over the ball. You have one job. One job. He snapped one 20 yards over the quarterback's head or over the punter's head and then snapped one at his shoestrings. So, But no, the problem is that Austin P starting quarterback is a better punter than he is a quarterback. He, he had, like, six punts, and he at put least. them all inside the 10. Just about all of them inside the 10-yard line. He had, I think it was, at one point, six punts and nine completed passes. He might have had a close to 10 punts. Like, it was fucking atrocious. It was so hard to watch. It's like, it's such a feeling of despair when you're like, okay, we just got to put a drive together, get some points. And you see this asshole back there throwing it like just wide open receivers, throwing it way over their head, throwing it at their shoestrings. And it's just like, Oh my God. It's like, is the long snapper back there snapping the balls to the receivers? Like it was, you just, that feeling of, we don't have a fucking shot in hell, but you're just hoping. But lo and behold, they wind up scoring a touchdown with a minute and 40 seconds left. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, we're going to fucking – we're going to cover this game. We're going to backdoor cover this game. And then, no, back backdoor cover for Central Arkansas. Austin P's defense, who played pretty fucking good all night for the most part, lets them put together yeah, a Yeah, the second game. half wasn't very good. They allowed – Yeah. 300 yards in the second half. Yeah, no, definitely not good.
0: But They were getting gashed on the ground. They were allowing a lot of big plays in the second half. And it could have been attributed to the weak performance by their offense. But let's be honest, Central Arkansas' offense didn't play Mm -mm. uh, that well either. And their defense played a little bit better down the stretch, if you ask me.
1: No, yeah, I would agree. But, like, first half, I mean, they – I know they forced a fumble or two. They had at least one interception like Yeah, they forced three turnovers. So, Central Arkansas turned the ball over three times. One was an unforced error. I was laughing so hard. It was so sloppy. He ran the option out to yeah. the left and just threw it over his shoulder. Right. I was like, "Oh my god." I was like, "Get it." I was screaming. Um, so yeah, I mean, super sloppy. It was sloppy a sloppy ass game. game. Yeah. It's like a high Neither
0: school one game. of these teams did good on third down. Austin P was 3 for 17.
1: Jesus Christ. Uh-huh.
0: Central Arkansas was four for 16. Central Arkansas, like I said before, turned the ball over three times, that and was Austin Peay turned the ball over two times.
1: That was the difference of the game right there, third down conversions. Yep,
0: one more. On yep, <laughs> one, one more. One more and one less. So.
1: Yep. Um, yeah, it was a tough watch, but it was exciting for the first 30 seconds. That 75-yard touchdown, it brought back everything. Brought it all right back, right back into the heat of things. Um felt like everything was right in the world again at that point um yeah, it, go ahead it
0: definitely got the juices flowing again. oh yeah because like, like when it was coming down back. to the end i'm like i try not to be super superstitious but i am <laughs> so like one of my superstitions is don't look at your phone when when <laughs> If it's down coming down close, you know, because you never want to jinx anything by looking at your phone. Why exactly? I don't know why. Like what? Do it's you, something what I is, developed last season. What do you, where what I just, do you jinx I hear my phone going off right next and to then me. Something bad happens. Yeah, and it's pissing oh. me off. It's pissing me off. Yeah. No, but I think like if I get on my phone and I start like projecting too far into the future, mm-hmm. that it that's gonna jinx what's happening right now.
1: Oh, I'll start like because we tw- after every bet that we win, we. Th- I tweet it out like that's a big easy bet. And I have the bad habit of when things are looking pretty good but it's not tucked away yet, I'll start thinking to myself like the tweet that I'm typing up and I'm like, fuck. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, and that could jinx it's it. Like, we haven't won yet. Fuck. Yeah, no, I like I get ahead so of myself. So that's
0: that's why I don't like to get on my phone and start
1: Yeah. Doing that. But yeah, super sloppy fucking game, but it is what it is. College football's back. Um Fucking stay away from FCS. I'll tell you that. It was rough. So, but whatever. It's back. So, you also had some NBA picks that went rather well. You want to go over that?
0: Um, Yeah, I had the Celtics in game one against the Toronto Raptors. The Celtics were two-point underdogs. Uh, they won the game by 18.
1: Yeah, it's a good pick. And then we were both on the Nuggets. Um, I actually put a substantial bet on the Nuggets and was sweating that one out a little bit. But Jamal Murray with a 50-burger. Dudes dropped 50 and then fifty over 50 twice and then 42 in the same series. So safe to say Jamal Murray is on fire. Uh, And they played a night. I'm rolling with the Nuggets again. I don't know about you. I'm thinking about it. So uh, you're also taking the Celtics again tonight, correct? Yeah. How do you feel about that?
0: I don't know. <laughs> no? I feel good about it because I think they should be favorite, Yeah. But they're not, so that's why I bet on them.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean.
0: But, I mean, Toronto is a good team, but um, Pascal Siakam's got to play better for them to have a chance to win.
1: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. No, dude, he is, like, absolutely coming into his own. I know he got most improved player, I want to say. I could be wrong, but I think last year he got that. Um. Pascal Siakam's the real deal, hundred percent. A really good player, but I
0: just don't. I think that the Celtics are a better team, and I'm and I'm kind of unsure why Toronto would be favored in the first game and in this game. Uh, I just think the Celtics have more scoring options. Yeah, uh, more players that can consistently uh, create create shots. So. That's just why i know i know toronto might might have led the league in three point percentage um but i i think boston could be a better three point shooting team than them
1: yeah well so playoff basketball is in full swing we'll see how those go tonight um but all right fantasy football right around the corner i know well you're not playing in the league this year but yeah kind of not you yeah. know what do you mean kind of not well you're helping tyler again <laughs> i don't
0: i don't know i might let him do it on his own
1: Okay, see, you do this every time. You're like, "Oh, I don't want to play." And then you like, "Well, uh, let me draft 90% of your team."
0: Well, it's frustrating trying to help somebody that also wants to do
1: manage their own team. <laughs> and it it went sour last year. What exactly happened? Let's yeah, <laughs> let's dive into that and then we'll get into our top 5 by position, a few sleeper players, but yeah, so how did last year go? Because that was your team, whether you want to admit it or not. That no, was it wasn't. you were the GM of that team. Tyler he was, was totally in control of. Tyler was the head coach. You were the GM. You put the players in place, and then he moved them around how he wanted. But you drafted the team.
0: Well, like this is how I. Th- my personality is kind of like I'm more of a passive person than to tell you exactly what to do. <laughs> so like I'll tell you what to do one time, but if you start asking me questions. Like, uh, should I start this guy? And said, "Well, I already told you to start. So do whatever the hell you want if you're second guessing me. You know what I'm saying?" So
1: how did the year end up? Uh, he finished last, dead last. Yeah. Um, and we're still awaiting him to do the waffle challenge. Which... Yeah, actually,
0: uh, chick keeps popping up. Uh, his baby. He had a daughter yesterday that was born out of.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, out of that's, his wife. that's good news congratulations um on the on the newborn um i mean i guess we can name drop him tyler lost the league obviously i didn't i didn't know if that would be yeah so congratulations tyler that's awesome but you got waffles on the horizon so um patiently waiting our draft is on saturday in theory he should do the waffle challenge before then will it get done probably not will it get done at some point it better um but yeah so dead last you drafted the team been saying that you should be eating waffles right there with them. I said y'all could split the waffles to twelve waffles apiece. Um,
0: well, it was a screwed up. It was a screwed up um, draft, you know. Why is that? It it, uh, it the team we drafted was bad. <laughs> the team,
1: both of y'all, played drafted? by injuries.
0: <laughs> um, so we had oh man with our first round pick. Who'd we pick? Probably. David Johnson.
1: It was David Johnson, I'm pretty sure. You love David Johnson. Yeah, and we'll get to that. That was your pick. Yeah, we'll get to through. David Johnson in a minute. Through and When through. we start talking
0: about fantasy. But, um, you know, that was 100% my pick. Then the second round pick was...
1: Um, wasn't it like Devontae Adams? Or it something? was
0: Devontae Adams who underperformed, let's
1: be honest. He did, but that's because he's got overrated Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball.
0: Right. And then plagued by an ankle injury was Devontae Adams early in the year. And yep. then Aaron Rodgers was also plagued by injury. Yep. So, I mean, right there, you know, it's like, <laughs> what, what do you expect to happen? And then on Johnson was a, one of his players uh, who got injured out for the year. So, I mean. <laughs> The so, biggest so yeah, story you is unlucky. which, I, if you listen to the podcast consistently, you've you've heard it. It's the week of the, uh, it's the last week. It's the loser bracket playoffs. It's the battle for not last place, second to last. Yeah, for second to last yeah. place, so you don't have to do the waffle so challenge.
1: Yeah, the, lo- the loser of the game comes in dead last.
0: Well, Tyler, at this point, I'm giving Tyler pointers. I say, I say, yeah, maybe you think about getting. This other running back, I forget who it was, but I didn't tell him who to drop. Well, he has three quarterbacks on his roster going into the last week. You only need one for one one more game. Instead of dropping one of his three quarterbacks, he drops running back named Kenyon Drake, who goes off for 40 points. Well, guess who picks up Kenyon Drake? The guy he's playing for the battle for second to last place unbelievable i just oh, don't know man. how you can make a mistake like that
1: i, I mean yeah you can't take the that's why i might be you. hands off this year <laughs> no and, th- and if anything you need to be more hands on
0: i told i i told him like after four weeks his team was going to shit i said dude you need to give me your pa- passcode <laughs> he didn't do it so we, lost, we finished last
1: <laughs> oh man i squeaked into the playoffs um every year i've played i've made the playoffs got lucky though i didn't have a very good year um I went I went for broke on Baker and Baker fucking shit the bed on me. Yeah, um,
0: sophomore slump.
1: Yeah. I think I had the Baker Odell combo. I was feeling good. Yeah. Nope. Not did not. Uh, Todd
0: Gurley too, I think you yeah.
1: yeah, I got stuck with You fucking got forced Gurley. in a position to I Gurley. Yeah. Gurley. I got stuck with Gurley. I was on the podcast saying do not pick Gurley and I got fucking stuck where I drafted. I had no choice. Um so that sucked. But I'm coming back with a vengeance this year. Um I won the league year one. You won it year two. But I got fucked. I had the best team so by far. and your I team, don't know, dude. No. Your team didn't put McCaffrey up that many points. In. and Camara. That was the most points your team put up all year. And I dropped 100. Well, yeah, it was the most points anybody's team put up. I'm just saying. I, I dropped year. 180 consistently. Consistently. I score 180 No, you had points.
0: the most points scored.
1: By a good bit. But, um... I don't
0: know, dude. That last game, I got lucky with some pickups I picked up.
1: Oh, God. David Njoku's catching bonus touchdowns and all kinds of Elijah shit.
0: Elijah Maguire. Every single who, person. Where's
1: he at? I don't know. Every single person had a bonus
0: touchdown. He I got did five. good. Um, Robbie Anderson scored over 30, who you, I picked up you off the of waivers. Never,
1: you should never lose a championship game with 180 points scored. Yeah, I
0: think Ever. I had 240, 238 or and something And we're not like really
1: like a super inflated league. Like – I'd say the average point scored in our league is 130, I'd say. Yeah, probably. If if that, like, it's around that range. We have people who sometimes score fucking 80 points. Like, so to score 180 and lose by, like, 40 points in the fucking Super Bowl is horseshit. That's atrocious. But I should have been a back-to-back winner in my league, been putting on, Um, and then I made the playoffs year three. We're going into year four. So (sighs) I got to redeem myself. I got to come back. But all right, so – you want to get into these top fives by position? Um, yeah, let's go. Okay, let's. You want to go from five to one, or you want to start straight from the top? However you want to do it. I'm gonna go five to one. All right, number five on my list: Drew Brees, right off the bat. Uh, obviously, for me, Alvin Kamara plays a role in this. If we get rid of Kamara, um, I, I mean, I still we have so many weapons, so many weapons. I still, I think Drew Brees is gonna have a hell of a year. We're going out with the crown. Um, so I got Drew Brees number five. Who you got? Um, I guess just go through your list because the Should way I'm going to do it thing? is I'm going to talk.
0: I'm going to go one through five, but I'm going to compare ours to where, okay. where ESPN
1: has the players ranked. All right, then I'll just go one through five. Fuck it. Uh, number one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Russell Wilson. And that's a toss up for me. I love Russell Wilson. Uh, number three, I went with Lamar um even though I know he's battling a little bit of a groin injury but seems like he's going to be fine. Number 4, I got Deshaun Watson. I expect a big year out of Deshaun. Time for him to uh I mean, he's been a top-tier player since he's been in the league, but now it's time for like if you're going to be elite elite, it it's time to start showing it. Um he lost DeAndre Hopkins, so that's not good, but you like you were saying he's got speed at receiver. He's got weapons. Uh then number 5, Drew Brees.
0: Yeah. <clears throat>
1: so So the way ESPN
0: has him ranked is Lamar Jackson is their number one quarterback, mm-hmm. which I don't agree with, and we'll get to that. But me, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. number two. Dak Prescott, number three. Kyler Murray, number four. What? And Deshaun Watson, number five. The way I have it is. the fuck is Russell Wilson? He's number six. But yeah, the way I have it is I have Pat Mahomes as the best quarterback. Second best to me
1: has to be Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, we didn't. And we didn't. We didn't talk about this at all. This is just uh, this is my first time hearing Nick's list. So we're obviously we're in agreement there. Dak Prescott,
0: yeah, which I mean it's understandable. We led the league in passing last Fuck year, him. but I don't know. Uh, Kyler Murray's my third ranked quarterback. I think that
1: Kyler Murray, Kyler kind of went under the radar for me. I'm not gonna yeah, lie,
0: could have could have a good breakout
1: season. He wasn't really like in my, but yeah, no, that's, they're gonna throw yeah. the
0: ball a lot. No, they are. That's a so, no, I mean, yeah,
1: he's up there. I'd probably put him number six. Yeah.
0: But, um, Lamar Jackson's my fourth-ranked quarterback, and then I agree with you. Deshaun Watson uh, deserves to be in the top five. Yeah.
1: Um, Even with losing DeAndre Hopkins. I would
0: consider putting him in front of Lamar Jackson.
1: I really would. No, um, I, I like Deshaun, and you know I'm not huge on Lamar. If you make Lamar have to throw, he's going to turn the ball over. I've said it since day one. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I think the, the verdict's still out on him. Because, no, yeah, he's he's got to set the tone this year. He's got to prove that he can pass from the pocket or not even necessarily from the pocket, but pass downfield to uh, be an elite quarterback, in my opinion. I know he won the MVP award, but, I mean, to win the Super Bowl, you got to do more than what he did. We saw at Tennessee neutralized him big time.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to have to reprove himself again because um, we'll see if teams are able to figure him out this year. Yeah. It's hard to figure out a quarterback in their first time when they're breaking out. Yep. So their second season is really – a tougher season for them because defensive coordinators plan have all season yep. to plan, 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 especially within your division. Down. And then it's a copycat league. One team shuts you down, they're going to do the exact same thing oh, until yeah. you figure out how to beat it. So yep. we'll see if Lamar Jackson can figure it out. I'm kind of worried about it, but um, yeah. that's why I would consider putting Watson in front of him. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's my top five. Uh, did you have any undervalued players? Guess you don't have. We'll, to
1: we'll, we can go by position. Yeah.
0: Um, Drew Brees I, was one of mine on ESPN. He's ranked the 11th ranked quarterback. I know you had him number at five. five. Yes. I so. would consider. I would put him right at six.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah. No. I. I think I'm. I'm back on the Baker train. I'm back on Baker Mayfield's hype train. Um. I mean, if he's gonna be worth a shit, now's the year he's gonna prove it. Got a full. Year under his belt with Odell. Um, So, yeah, I like Baker. And then I'm going Joe Burrow, too. Yeah, the interesting thing is Joe
0: Burrow is ranked in front of Baker Mayfield. Really? Yeah, so Joe Burrow is ranked the 17th ranked quarterback for fantasy football on ESPN.com. Baker Mayfield is ranked 18th. Really? So, yeah, I would consider Joe Burrow as uh, definitely – a rostered player, uh, a very good backup quarterback for fantasy football, I think Joe Burrow is going to do pretty well in his rookie year. He's going to win rookie of the year uh, without a doubt in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I don't see why he would. He's got plenty of weapons, yeah. and
0: that's the big thing. You know, uh, The biggest thing I've been saying is, is he is he going to be able to adjust to the speed of the game? And I think that he will be able to, but no, it's going to yeah, be a little I, bit I, tough I've behind heard... that.
1: I've heard he's been surprising some people, and yeah, in that's what I've heard practice. as well he's been looking very good, picking up the playbook super quick, um making changes at the line of scrimmage already they're saying he's well ahead uh, he, like he they're saying he's out there looking like a vet, let alone a rookie, so yeah, no I, yeah, football I'm isn't
0: really rocket science, but it could be, it can be confusing even to the smartest players but if if joe burrow if there's any player that can uh solve mm-hmm. the puzzle quicker than anybody else, it's Joe Burrow,
1: yeah. Oh, I agree. All right,
0: to move on to running backs. Um, I'm going to go with one overvalued oh, player right, right, right. here. They got Jared uh, – what's his name? Josh Allen. Josh Allen, um, ranked as the eighth
1: ranked quarterback. Yeah, it's probably a little overranked for me as well. I would agree I with would that. keep
0: him outside. I wouldn't feel comfortable with Josh Allen as my starting quarterback.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, all right, running backs, one through five. Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott. Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry. 1 through 5. Okay. Obviously, Kamara is up in the air. I got a little asterisk by Drew Brees and by Kamara. So, we will see what happens with that. Um, but what's your what's your 5?
0: Um, mine's Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley at 2. Okay. Zeke at 3. Uh, I got Clyde Edwards-Elair coming in at four. (laughs) I'll be (laughs) in this series. He's the seventh ranked running back on ESPN.com. Yeah, I was going to say, he's definitely not not flying under the radar. It's not a a big jump, but um, if Alvin Kamara wasn't being shopped, supposedly, I would have Kamara in at four and Clyde Edwards-Elair in at five. Yeah. but. Since Alvin Kamara is being shopped, I'm gonna take him out of my top five, and I got Dalvin Cook sliding in at five.
1: Dalvin Cook, who you got at uh, six or seven? Then
0: it would be Kamara.
1: Who you got at seven?
0: I don't know. Henry. I was gonna say,
1: where's Derrick Henry? Yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, Derrick Henry led the league in rushing.
0: Yeah, but it's a t- um. No, I know. If you, I, I do PPR think he's a league. I definitely think he's a. Um, underappreciated a threat out of the backfield as far as receiving is concerned
1: no yeah he can catch the rock a little bit too um where would you put Fournette on your list without knowing where he's going
0: who i don't know
1: top 10 probably not yeah gotta be top 15 though
0: um let's see where let's see where they probably have him.
1: i kind of marked mine as like an honorable mention not necessarily an underrated um Clyde Edwards-Ailer, oh, Ailer. Clyde <laughs> Edwards-Ailer was on my honorable mention. Like He's definitely a guy who – he didn't make my top five, but he's fucking around it. Uh, a guy to keep an eye on at running back position, in my opinion, is uh, rookie-wise would be Cam Akers. I think Cam Akers might be pretty solid this year.
0: Yeah. Um, just one thing I want to mention is mm-hmm. they have Austin Eckler as the eighth-ranked um, running back. I will put Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb in front of Austin Eckler but that's just me yeah I mean you got to be I a little like bit worried Eckler, about though. Nick Chubb with uh Kareem Hunt being back there as well because Kareem Hunt is certainly capable of being a number one fantasy running back I know it's
1: wild dude the Chiefs won the Super Bowl without Kareem Hunt like they had I mean, yeah
0: I mean and that's one of the reasons why I have e Edwards Edwards e ranked so so far high is because remember what what uh, Kareem Hunt was able to do his rookie season for the Chiefs. I mean, very arguably could have won Rookie of the Year if it weren't for Alvin Kamara. Mm -hmm.
1: No, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Yeah, no, if Kamara wasn't doing what he was doing, then Kareem Hunt would have definitely got it. Um,
0: Josh Jacobs may be sliding a little bit under the radar. He could be a guy that was big has first-round draft pick.
1: I was big on Josh Jacobs They have him last at
0: year. 13th, so right outside the first round.
1: Yeah, Josh Jacobs was good last year. He he lived up to my expectations. I had him as a sleeper pick. Um, they
0: have Fournette as the 36th Damn, running back behind J.K. Dobbins at 35.
1: That's disrespectful as So,
0: folk. I mean, That's- yeah, I think that if Fournette – and I do think Fournette will be signed. He will. I think that he's definitely top twenty.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Running back, Fournette's a stud, dude. He doesn't get the respect he deserves, in my opinion. Um, running behind that shit offensive line, but all right, we want to go to receiver. Um, I think Kenyon Drake's overrated. Kenyon they got Drake, him at the twelfth yeah. rank running back. Well, people are going to salivate over what he did at the end of last season. Yeah, so. whatever.
0: I'm going to expect to see. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but I don't. I doubt it.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm in agreement with you. Um, you got any, anybody else overrated? Um,
0: no, but like if you are in the second round, they have um. David Johnson ranked as a 16th <laughs> running back. Uh, I think if you could get him in the third round, that that's a good value. Dude, you
1: love David Johnson. I
0: think he's going to do well this year.
1: He said he's out to prove that the trade was, um, not as lopsided as everybody's making it out to be. Uh, but we shall see. Who knows? No,
0: I mean, if you would have traded David Johnson after 2016, yeah, yeah, uh, you will, they would will be talking first-round value just like they are for Alvin Kamara.
1: Yeah, definitely. No, I agree. All right, receiver, one through five. Michael Thomas, surprise, surprise. DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, one through five.
0: That's exactly the same as ESPN has
1: them. Really? Yeah. Damn, sign me up. <laughs>
0: sign me up. Yeah, I have it a little bit different. Of course I I'm in agree. I agree with Logan and ESPN with Mike Thomas at number one. I don't think you're gonna find many people to disagree. Uh DeAndre Hopkins at number two. I have Tyreek Hill at number three. Really? Especially if you're in these bonus leagues. See
1: yeah, no, and yes. That but he just feels so boomer bust sometimes. If he doesn't get that deep ball bonus, then I just feel like he's not he's not consistently getting you the ten catches like Michael Thomas.
0: Yeah, no, it's not. Is he? He's not a, a bunch of catches, but
1: there is games where he does get double digit catches and like like it, if you're in a non PPR league, then Tyree Kill should be the number one receiver in my opinion.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Yeah,
1: but if you're in a PPR league, then he loses some value. So, which is why, obviously, I have him at five, as does ESPN. But, but no, I mean, you can definitely make the argument that he can go top three. You can. I mean that that over the top, um, that over the top con, uh deep ball connection and shit that he has with Patrick Mahomes is, I mean, second to none. So, especially if you can pair Mahomes with Tyreek Hill, oof, I mean, that's a league winner right there.
0: And then Travis Kelsey, also, I mean, they yep. just space the field. Yep, yep. You know I really love,
1: I fucking love Travis Kelsey. But all right, what's your top five?
0: Um, ty- number three was Tyreek Hill. Number four is Julio Jones. And I'm leaving Devontae Adams out on my top five. I'm going to slide in Chris Godwin. Ah,
1: yes. God, I had Godwin at six. That's I wanted to ask where you had Godwin. I think Godwin's a stud. I do. I hope he has a shit year because he's on the Bucks. But uh, I don't think he will have a shit year. He's a very good wide receiver. So where are you putting Mike Evans then?
0: Right behind Godwin at six. Really? Yeah.
1: Five and six,
0: and that's how ESPN has them. They have them at six and seven, I think.
1: Where do you have um, Keenan Allen? You'd put him in your top ten.
0: Um, I don't know. Isn't he is he coming off of an injury, or did he play no. fully? last
1: see he played fully last year, to my knowledge.
0: ESPN has him as the twentieth ranked wide receiver what? behind some questionable names like AJ Brown, yeah, Cortland Sutlin, Sutton, Sutton, yeah, Cooper Cup, who's I'm then taking injured. Allen I like over Cooper Cup though. Bombs. I think he's a good value if you can get him later. But yeah, I'm taking um, Allen
1: over all of them. Where's Amari Cooper? He's got to be like number eight or nine.
0: Twelve. What they have DJ Moore at nine, which
1: okay for the Panthers. Yeah,
0: which I think you got to Bridgewater. Stop it, Taddy Bridgewater's good, but guess who's better, Joe Brady? Yeah, Colin plays. So that is true.
1: That's true. Um. Well. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have too much of an issue with your top five. Um, like I said, Chris Godwin was right there To on me, the cusp I, for me.
0: Honestly, I think Devontae Adams is extremely overrated. Not as a player, but as a fantasy football player. The scheme that he's in, look, Tyler had him last year, and I paid close attention to mm-hmm. Tyler's team. He also had Aaron Rodgers. I don't know that's, why that's they aren't able overrated. to get him open.
1: Actually, to be honest, this year, Aaron Rodgers is perfectly rated, in my opinion. Yeah. Fifteen? Middle of the pack, Aaron. That's what I'm talking about right there. 15 overall, that's perfect rating for Aaron Rodgers. And, yeah, I mean. I do think that he's capable of being one of the best wide receivers in the league. He's certainly
0: talented enough. His route running. I I love
1: his route running.
0: No, yeah, but I don't know how they don't find a way to get him the ball. No, I agree. Uh, He doesn't get the ball enough. He's targeted a lot, and it's just, I don't know, it's a combination of play calling and then with Aaron Rodgers' decision making, it just doesn't seem like davante Adams is as productive as he could be if he were on another team. If yeah. me.
1: All right, a couple guys flying under the radar—not under the radar, but honorable mention for me—not in my top five. um Odell Beckham, I think. Odell, yeah, he's on mine. Odell's got to have a bounce back. Thirteenth
0: ranked on ESPN.
1: Got to have a bounce back year. He'll be a top ten wide receiver. um I, I'm keep definitely keeping an eye on Jerry Judy too. Yeah, I would I keep an Jerry eye Judy on him as well. I think up in Denver. They've already got some weapons I up think there.
0: Denver's going to be good, and I do think Cortland Sutton, Sutton is a really good receiver. He's going to take some high receiver. Yeah,
1: so Jerry Judy's Jerry good. Judy
0: in yeah. that slot's going to be able to get, get some one-on-one matchups, yeah. mismatches.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think that's definitely a guy to uh, pay attention to for sure, um, and that's all I got for receiver.
0: Yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on uh, Odell Beckham. I think Amari Cooper could be a little bit underrated. I mean, he's a 12th-ranked wide receiver. I think he could possibly be in in the top 10, yeah. if you ask me. But um, a big guy, which Saints fans are going to know all about, is Emmanuel Sanders, ranked yep. 42nd <clears throat> on ESPN, 42nd-ranked wide receiver. I'm thinking Emmanuel Sanders could possibly perform within the top 20 wide receivers this year. Yeah.
1: Oh, I hope you're right. I, I don't know that I'm ready to – dive in on that, but I hope you're right. If you
0: look at the way he's performed and who's been his quarterback, um, I think you if you substitute Drew Brees in any of those seasons, then Emmanuel Sanders is one one of the best wide receiver options for fantasy football. And then you got him opposite of Mike Thomas, an offense filled with weapons, especially if Alvin Kamara is on the team. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I definitely think Emmanuel Sanders could be a, a solid Fantasy wide receiver, too, for sure.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah, I'd agree with that as a number two guy. Yeah.
0: But I mean, he's 40th ranked as the 40th ranked wide receiver. So, I mean, that means they're c- consider him to be maybe fourth best, you know? Yeah. Or low tier flex option.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so, all right, let's go tight end. Um, one through five. Kelsey, I made a slight change, too. Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, Waller, Jared Cook, number five. Yeah. I think Jared Cook's going to have a good year. I think that's a good list. What's uh, what's ESPN got it?
0: Uh, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, Mark Andrews, um, which is interesting because he did catch some touchdowns last year, and he's one of Lamar Jackson's favorite targets. And then Darren Waller. Say, um, say it one more time, one through five. Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, Andrews, and then Darren Waller.
1: That's ESPNs, right? Yeah,
0: I didn't make a list, no. but I do have undervalued players. and okay. One of them is Jared Cook, who ESPN values him as the 14th-ranked tight end. I definitely think that Jared Cook should be in the top 10 of tight ends, maybe even the top five like you have him.
1: Okay, yeah, no, I'm, I am I think he's going to have a good year for sure. Um, I mean, it's just too many weapons. It's too many weapons for the Saints. But um, I don't have any tight ends.
0: I would keep an eye on Flying O.J. Howard Yeah, with Tampa Bay. He's ranked the 29th tight end, so likely he's going to go undrafted in a lot of leagues. So mm-hmm. after week one, you might want to watch out for him. Um, Tom Brady has done well with two tight ends in, in his offenses in the past. So.
1: Um, yeah, no. Rob
0: Garncrossy is obviously yeah, this the tight dog end dog one over there at Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah. My bad, I'm trying to read. But
0: O.J. Howard is versatile. He can play in the slot. He can even line up outside, if you ask me. He's got speed. Um, I don't know. it be interesting to see how they use both of those tight ends over there in Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, without a doubt. Um. I mean, that should do it for me. You got anything else fantasy-wise? Uh, Nope. Not going over kickers. <laughs> yeah, Will Lutz. Um. All right. Well. If you
0: draft a defense, try to get the Patriots. They're always good. Yeah. But I don't. I don't recommend like going all in on one of the top five defenses. I just think that no, you no. should focus your team around trying to find those guys that are going to come in when your top players get injured yeah. or they're on their bye weeks. You are
1: talking about later rounds? Yeah. So yeah. I sometimes do. Yeah, don't jump to a defense too damn early.
0: You shouldn't pick two defenses, and you shouldn't pick two kickers, and I don't recommend picking two tight ends. I go if when i draft the team it's going to be one tight end usually yep unless if there's like a value and then a guy that maybe you consider playing in a flex mhm um and then uh one kicker as well
1: yeah no i'm Some with people yeah, but draft two why defense I would draft two kickers yeah um
0: but i think wide receiver and running back are by far more important than tight end oh yeah so it's better to have more backups that might not play, but you can always find good tight ends on waivers, uh, decent ones to fill in, sometimes even guys that are going to finish among the top. Yeah. No,
1: no yeah, without a doubt. Um, all right. You got anything before we wrap up the episode? I don't think so. All right. Episode 51 of Big Easy Bets. That seems like that's going to wrap it up uh, for today. Um, any fantasy questions that we didn't touch on? Obviously, we didn't dive into it all that much. Uh, you can message us at the Big Easy Bets Twitter page. Um, yeah, Big Easy Bets brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network, TNGsportsnetwork.com. Go check it out. And that ought to do it. Episode fifty one. Y'all have a good one. Hoot at. What we do? What we do?